Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. If it's your first time here, hi. What we do is we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. We are nearing the end very closely. We're not there yet, but we're getting close, so... uh, you know, tune in while you can, because <laughs> after that, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, are you feeling uh, the, the the senioritis, as it were, uh, about uh, us nearing the end? Again, we still got a little a little while to go, but uh, it's close. How are you feeling about it? Kind of melancholy. I was looking at the wheel today, and we've reached the point where you can read every song left on the wheel. uh in in the little window like we have 28 weeks left 28 shows uh to go so yeah a little bummed that we're coming to the end of this journey here and uh, a little bummed about uh last week's poll results but other than that uh, looking forward to spinning a good one here tonight much like the movie 28 weeks later and the end is upon us uh, but, uh, oh, that's the sequel. So don't watch the sequel. Watch 28 <laughs> Days Later. That's, that's that's the better one. Anyway, but uh, I digress. Uh, hey, you know what, though? You and I are not alone. Nope. We always enjoy uh, a good show where Corey and I just go back and forth. And, you know, it's like uh, the old school days. But it's way more fun when we've got extra perspectives. So we have uh, some patrons with us on the show. You've heard them before. You've, you've seen them before. You love their hot takes. Michael Griffith, Matt Lacoste, welcome back to the show, boys. Good to be back. Glad to be here. Yeah, always a fun time, you guys. So uh, I, I mentioned this off, uh, off air, and I'll just go ahead and mention it now because uh, it's sort of relevant. If you guys have been listening to us for a while, then you know that uh, we... I'm not going to say we make fun or poke fun. I'll just say we we enjoy a little bit of uh, comedic banter at the expense of uh, uh, the the great and wonderful Gary Sharon. Um, our one of our popular catchphrases is apologies to Gary because of Van Halen three. But anyway, we're not going to do that. What I am getting at is uh, apparently because Gary is in the band Extreme, as you all know, his guitar player Nuno. It is his birthday today, so I just wanted to just kind of uh, throw in a quick shout-out to Happy Birthday, Nuno, Guitar Virtuoso. Like, uh, if you guys don't listen to enough Extreme and don't know about his guitar playing ability, uh, get learned. That's all I should say. Get, like, get learned, because that guy is a beast. So, happy birthday to you. I, I'm not sure how old he is at this point, but uh, it's his birthday, and... <laughs> as always, for all of, as always, uh, apologies seeing, to Gary. Uh, Everyone's oh, seeing on YouTube right now. Yeah, just the apologies to Gary shirt. That's and you can get the apologies like, to Gary shirt. Yes, on our, there it on is, our yeah. web page. Yeah, <laughs> podcastwillrock.com. 
great. Just giving him that's a perfect face too. Just because yeah. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like he, he has the look of what the what the hell is happening? Like, well, I, what, what, why is everyone apologizing? What are you ripping? What what happened? Why am I being apologized for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you guys, go to our merch store, podcastlerock.com, get the shirt, wear it. Eventually, if, if enough people wear these shirts, he's going to see it and go like, what the hell is that all about? <laughs> and you tell him, podcast will rock. Like, uh, go 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 to the site, check out the uh, the, the podcast, and if he's so inclined, uh, you can join in the conversation, Gary. We we would love to have you, love to talk to you. Oh, uh, shit. No, we're not gonna no? Keep, we're not going to no? do it. Nope, we're not going to do, <laughs> oh. nope. do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Not this time. There's no Kevin Brown. I don't Brown, have it queued so up. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have it queued up. Sorry. Yeah. Nuno but, is Kevin Brown was lurking. Nuno yes, is a shit writer. Get on that. Yes, Absolutely, he is. He is. So, uh, so do that. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. So, um, But in, uh, in other news, in other Van Halen news, Corey, uh, what you got for me? Oh, we got a couple of articles on the old uh, Van Halen news desk, uh, the the tape archives, which uh, just recently did that yeah. great uh, uh, documentary on uh, the 1984 years. Uh, they just posted a never before uh, heard interview with uh, Sammy Hagar from 1997. So he was out of the band at this point, uh, talking mm-hmm. about how he was going to his falling out with Eddie and Alex, how he was going to rebuild his his solo career, and how he thinks Gary Sharon would do uh, in Van Halen. So the audio for that <laughs> is up on the Van Halen news desk. Uh, we also have a nice little tribute from joe perry uh eddie famously hated joe perry because joe perry was kind of a dick to him but in, in fairness joe was probably drunk or <laughs> wasted out of his mind but uh, joe perry listed eddie as one of the uh, guitarists who influenced the sound as long along with uh you know jeff beck and and jimmy page and those guys and this one i found kind of interesting van halen dominates the charts in five u.s states so what they did is they uh they checked the google stats uh for every single state to see which classic rock band came up and van halen came up in five different states uh they came up in connecticut michigan missouri tennessee and wisconsin Woo, tennessee what's up yeah and, really uh, i'm gonna bring we're going to bring up the map here so you guys can take a look at it. Uh, Guns N' Roses was also number one in five states. Uh, they're number one in Indiana, Kansas, Minnesota, Virginia, and West Virginia. Uh, ZZ Top, to the surprise of no one, has a nice big <laughs> look, fucking look spot the right there. Look at territory of ZZ Top. It's yeah. all of Texas, <laughs> and it's all of Louisiana. How are they yeah. from California and not Van Halen? I mean, they're from... I know, right? Yeah. The ZZ Top thing tracks. The Ramones thing is bizarre. Why aren't the Ramones New York? And what is New York? Some of these are bizarre. Okay. Yeah, you guys got to help me out here because I'm Canadian. Uh, Who (laughs) picked Rush? What is right, you know, by Nevada here? Oh, let's see. Where is is Rush? Oh, right there. That's, that is, uh, no, no, no. That's, is that, that's Colorado. That's Colorado. Okay. Wait, hold on. Rush is the most popular in Colorado? That's hmm, weird. (laughs) Iowa. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you two that track. Absolutely, the two states I know here: Montana, Steve Miller Band. Yep, that's and ACDC. Oh, that's, that's Colorado next door. Fleetwood Mac is Colorado. Is right? that is AC, is ACDC on? Is that North Dakota? That's that North is. Dakota. Yeah, yeah. That is a weird. This doesn't make any oh, no. sense at all. Yeah. Hey, yeah, ACDC no. totally makes sense in North Dakota. Believe me, I've been to mine on North Dakota. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take you How right about the it. Guess Who? Guess Who in South Dakota? Insane. <laughs> I couldn't Probably believe it. Three people yeah, voted because there's like yes. five people that live there. I mean, you know, maybe all the maybe all the corn husks uh, voted, uh, and they're okay. just really into the guess who. I don't understand how Queen is dominating Utah. That seems really <laughs> odd to me, but we'll t- we'll take it. How about the Doobie Brothers? Whoa, that's that? Idaho. That's Idaho. Yeah, this is a- 
That's Idaho. You guys are American. Right? Come on. Oh, that is. Oh, that is Idaho. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But that's still bizarre. Are you kidding? I have family in Idaho. They are not Queen fans. They are weird. Maybe, uh, maybe Rush is. Maybe that's not Colorado. Maybe that's Utah. Uh, that is I'm not Utah. sure, actually. Yeah. But I don't think Rush is a Mormon thing. Are we nope. just pissing no. off everybody from every state right now? <laughs> I mean, that's I'll tell you, Scott Monroe's happy. He says Queen is acceptable for Maine because that's where he's from. So that's a good one. Uh, to the shock of no one, how about Bon Jovi? That's got to be New Jersey right there, right? Yes. That's absolutely yeah. New Jersey. That's yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Um who the heck but, picked yeah, ELO? Yeah. Like seriously, ELO? Where the Where fuck is, is that? ELO? Where is it? It's between Guns N' Roses and the Eagles here, right here. Uh where? Right where here. Where is it? Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> do, do, I don't do, see do. your arrow. Look uh beneath uh the Great Lakes here with the two uh, Van Halens. There's Chicago, yeah. which I'm assuming is Illinois, Guns N' Roses, and then ELO. Wow. Oh, wow. That's Ohio. <laughs> wow. Really? That's, That's right there beside, like, right above Kiss in Kentucky, which the fact that Kiss uh, won Kentucky is bizarre to me, but yeah. hey, whatever. Yeah. And not, I'll be honest with you. You're right. You I would have right there is so bizarre. Ohio. It's <laughs> oh, but also look, look who won Florida. Queen. Obviously, I would say that yep. probably tracks a little bit. Um, yeah, I would now, think so. Now, because it's relevant based to on me, their voting I still. Yeah, based on the, yeah, Good call. Well, that's a, that's a whole other show. But, uh, Van Halen winning Tennessee is very interesting because I honestly would have pegged maybe uh, I probably would have said ACDC or Leonard Skinner because there's just so I know it, you would think Alabama. And I, as you can see on this chart, Leonard Skinner won both Alabama and Mississippi. Also, they both track that both that tracks for both. But uh, yeah, Tennessee's got a hell of a lot of uh, uh, Leonard Skinner people here. But I'm glad I'm glad to see that Van Halen won. Van Halen yeah. looks like they've uh, dominated like this whole the whole map. Just about. they got five, and GNR got five. I I'm still shocked by the guess who because they're not even popular in Canada, and we're we're very loyal to our Canadian bands. Nobody up here gives two flying fucks about the guess who, but South Dakota, hell yeah, bring on the guess who, American woman, why not? What the Grateful Dead get? Is that what is that up there? It's not Maine. You got Queen in Maine, and then Zeppelin. Zeppelin with just like fucking Delaware yeah. or something. They got like one thing. Is that uh yeah Queens and Maine? Is that like Vermont for a Grateful Dead? Uh, Vermont's down oh, south maybe. a little bit. Is it down south? Uh, a my bit? geography. Oh what? Yeah, I don't know what state that is. Obviously, as Americans, we're not good at geography. So Aerosmith, Massachusetts, right? So they, they weren't. I would though. assume. No. New York they, yeah, they is Sabbath. Yeah. How about, or is that? We're, we're, do you see Blondie there? Who the hell picked Blondie right below New the Grateful York, Dead? I think. Is that I wish they would have uh, labeled the states on the on the yeah. <laughs> because I just uh, assumed I assume the Americans on the paddle would would know this, but well, here's the thing: uh, we know it if uh, we are frequenters <laughs> of that particular state. But uh, if if we're not familiar with it, then we won't know it. Here's my question: That is Vermont for Grateful Dead. That's, that's yes, thank you. Crazy. It is okay. But here, he here's says my that question. tracks Just, Ben and Jerry's makes sense. Yeah, oh, good job. well, yep, yeah, there you good go. Good job, Scott. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. But my question is this, because I can't really read it from here. Who won Alaska? Creedence, Creedence? Clearwater Revival. Yeah. I, how? 
<laughs> is that what the alaskan people are just listening to just listening to credits i'm not knocking they credence. love their I'm credence saying, i don't get it wait it's just like louisiana and shit yeah like credence should have won louisiana at, at or maybe mississippi but like i but that's hilarious they yeah, got it's hilarious by skinnered <clears throat> yeah i don't know yeah, santana for hawaii but, i mean i could see that really it's santana still weird, hawaii but, I could see that just because there's some songs that kind of give you that sort of, uh, you know, feel of being on a beach. Uh, and Hawaii is, you know, it's a series of islands. There's beach everywhere. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, the Doobie I Brothers got three states. I don't understand that. Um, the Doobie Brothers? Any, any of the, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I love the Doobie Brothers, but, like, I don't understand how an entire state, based on Google Trends, uh, decided Doobie Brothers was our number one. I, mean, I don't get it. got both the Carolinas. That means Ted Templeman <laughs> got eight states if you had both bands up. There you oh. go. Okay. Yeah, good That's call. what it good is. We, uh, you wow. discovered the secret, Michael. It's like this is all – this is a Templeman thing. I get yeah. it. I get it now. <laughs> that's, so that's, yeah, fun. That's, that's some fun stuff, yeah. 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 At least very, we, very surprising. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's about all we have for news, Mark. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, good stuff. I like that we ended on uh, a, a fun little activity there. So uh, we, uh, we we do have a poll. We do have a poll Ugh. this week. I Yeah, that's my sentiment exactly. Uh, not because I'm against the poll or I'm angry. I'm just confused. So... Uh, I know I didn't do my homework because uh, it's not already pulled up, but I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Here we go. I already know what the answer is, but I'm just going to pull it up because I need to look at something. I need visual cue. So you guys, uh, the last song that we spun uh, was Pound Cake from the uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge or the Fuck album. Uh, it's one we've been manifesting for a long time. A lot of us, uh, we've been wanting to just really dive into this particular track. Personally, one of my favorites, one of Sammy's best, I would say, or at least one of the best of the Sammy era. Um, it seems that not everyone shares that uh, that same sentiment because while Pound Cake did get a mostly positive review, here's the thing. 83.7% what dreams are made of for Pound Cake with a 16.3% the dream is over. And I just don't understand I don't understand how this track didn't crack 90% other than my only guess. And I know I keep saying it because I guess it's true. The, uh, the naysayers of Sammy just absolutely will not, will not let him win. So that's my only guess. Uh, Corey, do you have an explanation you could possibly think of for this? You know, you know what's even more shocking is it scored well under the live version from live right here right now and we spun that as part of that live show it got 89.10 percent so it was uh, scored higher there um it, it's absolutely sickening that pound cake is the 45th <laughs> highest rated song that we've covered thus far out of 98 songs it, it ranks in at number 45 and that's just that's fucking ridiculous wrong. that's it is it's it's wrong uh, what do you guys think michael matt i, I love this song i mean it it I, I played the hell out of this thing when I got the, you know, the Foreign Lawful album. Um, I do have, I mean, this is 91. I have a, a sad Van Halen story. So, you know, grunge is starting. And I, I was at the Right Here, Right Now concert when they filmed it on the first night. 
And I okay. bought, I'm actually wearing it now. I bought a, it's a pound cake shirt from the Van Halen show. And that was the definition on the back and the band on the front. And I proudly wore it to school the next day. And uh, I got made fun of for wearing, which is, seems unbelievable. Like who makes fun of someone in a Van Halen shirt? And I remember getting made right? fun of having a Van Halen shirt on, I guess the height of Nirvana and Pearl Gem and whatever. But yeah, yeah, they uh, they tend to song. scoff at the uh, yeah they tend to scoff at those uh, kind of bands of the of yesteryear of that time period. So yeah, I could see that. That's still that's still a travesty though. Like, yeah. Why would you like no celebrate it? He's wearing a Van Halen shirt. Celebrate it. I just, uh, Matt, what say you? I saw that show and I wore the fuck shirt to high school and they made me turn it inside out. I almost got kicked out of school, <laughs> um, but it was fine. Whatever, awesome. fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a travesty that 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 didn't get uh, at least ninety percent. That's yeah. I mean, again, I, I was lucky enough to spin that with you guys last week, and to me, that's yeah. a top five Sammy song. I don't I don't know what you're yeah. looking for. I mean, if you if you're out here, if you're a Roth guy, and I'm a Roth guy, but you're out here just downvoting Sammy shit, like get a life, man. I, I just think it's yeah, lame. <laughs> Truly, like it, it's a good song. It's a great Van Halen song. I don't know. I don't I don't know how it really you don't is. Look. I just. I think just I think people just are not uh, someone in the chat said, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I missed who said it, but someone said uh, the DLR. There it is. Scott Monroe said the DLR army, man, sure. they're organized. <laughs> they are. I can't even blame uh, our friend John Mariano for his uh, his cult, because I don't think I think they've disbanded at this point. Now it's just the cult of David Lee Roth and uh, yeah. uh, organized buffoonery indeed, Jeff. But I mean, I just yeah, I don't get it. I Corey and. Uh, uh, check my math on this, but so far with the Sammy songs we've covered, not one of them has broken ninety percent, right? No, well, our uh, highest-rated uh, Sammy song is still "Why Can't This Be Love" at eighty-seven point nine percent. Well, still couldn't get right, that track. Still could... <laughs> I just don't like. Ugh. It, it baffles me, and I just I wonder. I wonder if you guys out there, if you guys are listening to the show and you downvoted pound cake and you you just keep downvoting sammy tunes is it just because it's sammy or do you just not dig that era of van halen do you think the songs that we've covered that have been sammy songs are just not good i i don't know like i really want to know a legit reason so let's go to the tweets maybe we'll we'll, we'll hear well, something tell you what, i doubt it uh, but yeah before we do that scott asked how did pound cake compare with the other fuck tracks we've covered oh, and, yeah uh pretty uh, well unfortunately uh, all of these should be higher runaround is the leader at 85.5 percent, and then pound cake at 83.7 then we have right now at 82 judgment day at 80 and then in and out is 70 and man on a mission 57 is it possible that we just seem to love this album a lot more than everybody else <laughs> it, it sure seems that way i tell you it does. I, I I demand an explanation. So let's uh, let's go to the tweets and uh, we'll read the tweets from our patrons because if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join our Patreon. Uh, like these gentlemen here. Matter of fact, I'll go to uh, uh, the tweet made by Matt Lacoste himself. He said, "Come on, this has to be ninety five percent. Let's go." I wish. I wish, Matt. I wanted it. I, I I begged for it mentally. I was I was just pleading. I was manifesting a ninety five percent at at the most. We didn't come close. So I just I wonder just, which which Sammy track is going to get there because I, I, I clearly is a, uh, a DLR. Yeah. If it's not that, I mean, uh, we can you know what? We'll uh, hold that thought. We'll speculate uh, in a bit on that one because that I think that's is a conversation worth having. But yeah, I think it is. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but Tom, our buddy Tom in the chat, Tom Armbruster says, after hearing this, you kind of wish Andy Johns had produced all of Van Halen's releases, especially OU812 and Van Halen 3. Everybody sounds great, and it's a kick-ass song. No uh, argument here, Tom. Not at all. Uh, But evidently, 16% of people just thought, nah, not so much. Um, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, our buddies over there, said, I remember hearing this as the lead to this album release, to the opening song on the tour, Fast Fret and my first time seeing Van Halen, with the Frankenstrat, Ted, Drill, and looking at each other like, holy frack, here we are in Van Halen world. Even if this was a bad song, the memories attached would rocket this to the top. But it ain't a bad song by any stretch, and even the lyrics I appreciate. That's good. Uh, as great as Eddie and Sammy are here, this is the Mike and Alex show for me. Bonham-esque drums, John Paul Jones almost bass parts. This is modern Zeppelin at its at its best. Uh, actually, I prefer this better. I don't know that I would say it's modern Zeppelin necessarily, but I understand your sentiment, and uh, I do think it's uh, – I like this best as well. So – Cool stuff there. All right, moving on. Our buddy Kevin Brown says, if you're downvoting this, get your head out of Dave's ass. Great arrangement. Ingenuity from Ed. Great solo. Mikey thundering along with Al in the cleanest rhythm part of the Hagar era. And Sammy killing it on the mic. Immaculately produced. Oh, and it's fucking fun. And you have to say it uh, with a British accent. I'm not going to do that now. I'll do that <laughs> some other time. But uh, just imagine a Brit saying fucking fun. And you're right, Kevin. It is. It is fucking fun. And I just wish 16% of the voters uh, understood that. <laughs> but, you know, c'est la vie. Greg Zito says, this was my first CD. I hit play and heard the that guitar and those drums through the headphones, and it melted my teenage brain. Incredible absolutely for sure man i'm right there with you our buddy josh says down voters can go pound sand not cake sand (laughs) i'm with you i'm absolutely with you and uh our buddy jeff brewer says i'm just glad sam didn't name this song lunch pail and choosing instead a slightly less cheese ball metaphor other than that the song is incredible everyone and everything sounds great here and the guitar work is tasteful and interesting as per ed's typical modus operandi um yeah i think uh i think not naming it lunch pail it was a good idea as well because i don't want to give it uh the the haters any more ammunition so uh, pound cake was the way to go and i'm glad they stuck with it uh, and then, uh, oh, our buddy Chaz, Chaz Mataz says, this is horseshit. <laughs> our <laughs> analytics need further adjustment based on the composition of the audience. Sam is never going to get a fair shake. Folks, it's still Van fucking Halen. This song easily an 88 to 93%. Again, you're preaching to the choir, Chaz, uh, but the, the voter's going to vote and, uh, you know, just while we still got a positive uh percentage overall it's just that 16 percent just is like like a thorn in your side lastly our friend scott monroe who's in the chat says peak hagar era tone and it should be in the conversation for best van halen album opener i agree uh eddie van halen uh yeah eddie van halen's flourishes reach new heights and the relentless jamming of the brothers drills pun intended into your brain down voters can go f-u-c-k off hashtag what dreams are made of i see what you did there um 
and uh, uh, he did. Uh, he did. Do, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll read it real quick. He did do a little mini manifesto on top of that. The song's got to have soul, or it won't feel right. Its musical structure is just plain, clean, and simple, wrapped up nice and tight. It's a homegrown and da- uh, it's a homegrown and down home that makes a, an album opener. Cooking up that old time, long lost recipe lyrically. It's getting hard to find anything wrong with this song. Guess it ain't Roth enough now. Uh, you take an average Dave guy who can't identify, and there's a short supply ooh, of the drive 55 stuff let me get on let me get on let me get on some of that solo shake it up pick the strings out nice i still love my halen pound cake uh i've been out there i've tried a little bit of everything but it's all metal without pop i found the real thing is pound cake so he's uh you know i see what he's doing getting a little uh, lyrical little little poetry going uh we appreciate that about you scott so there you go. Um, we uh, we learned absolutely nothing other than uh, our fellow <laughs> <laughs> our fellow friends are are in agreement with us. They're just like this is a kick ass song. I don't understand why it's not uh, higher voted, and I I don't understand it either. So uh, Tom go, says new poll suggestion. Tom, <laughs> Dave fan or Sammy <clears throat> fan? Let's get a picture. That you know what? I'm afraid to make that sort of poll because like I already know what it's going to look like. Um, but I would, maybe I'll do a caveat. Vote how you vote and tell me why. Well, look, I need to, it, we got to get to the bottom of it. I'm a Dave fan. Uh, it's self-admitted sure. all the way. Gone through the whole thing. Said it a thousand times. I've been, this is the fifth time I've been with you boys. And I've, I've mentioned it way too many times, I guess. But whatever. That's what we're talking <laughs> no. about, right? Um, yeah, exactly. I can admit that this, this song slaps. I have no idea what anybody's problem is. This is one of the best, like I said, this is one of the best sounding albums and the best album opener from the Sammy era for me. And um, you may have the others, but like, I, I don't know what's wrong with people. That's just weird. It's just weird. It slaps. Yeah, it is weird. It's, yeah, it's upsetting and it's just like, it's confusing, but it's, you know, I just feel like let's save the 80% for like fucking Amsterdam or spanked. Like let's, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like because this Indeed, actually yeah. makes like the the criticisms of those dumb songs that when they're gonna come, this this actually takes our ammo away because it's like as a Dave fan, the rest of these Dave dumb dicks, they're gonna be like, oh well, that song sucks. It's like well, you said pound cake sucks. So what's your opinion? You just think everything right. does sucks. So it's gonna take the wind out of my sails. So I was gonna vote for Amsterdam tonight because I can't wait. Right. The sad thing, too, is this album really aged well. The other Sammy albums with the keyboards and whatever, they've aged okay. I still love them, but they have not aged as well as this. And the Dave Steps, they obviously aged very well, too. This and 5150, the two ones that just Mm -hmm. still all killer, no filler. It's uh, it, it is a conundrum. It is a question questionable, but, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, I would, yeah, we'll, we'll have to inquire further. Uh, I like Tom's idea, although I'll have to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not excited for what those results may be. Um, but yeah, look, we're, we're all Dave guys because Dave is, was an integral part of Van Halen. Like that's, that's the, the thing I still have to explain to people just because I'm pro Sammy doesn't mean I'm anti Dave. That's, it's not a thing. I, I love what David Lee Roth contributed. However, I'm not going to sit here and just, downvote sammy just because i think uh uh D- dave stuff was was 
the, I guess if I felt that Dave was the better front man, I'm not going to downvote Sammy just for the basis of, well, it's not Dave. So no, no thanks. Like, come on, grow up, live a little, listen to some music, open your mind, expand your horizons. But at this point, there's no, there's no telling it who, whose minds were going to change. It makes me wonder, Corey, uh, what are we going to see for the results of the rest of this album? We still got some good bangers on the fuck album left to go. And I don't think any of them are going to crack 90%. I don't think so either, but I got to say, uh, Matt mentioned uh, Spank getting 80. If Spank gets 80% positive, I will eat my Van Halen shirt <laughs> that I'm currently wearing. <laughs> don't make him do it, folks. Like Corey's on a, he, he's, he's training. He's got, he's on a, he's a diet regime. He's trying to do better. Don't make him eat a shirt. Don't Come make on. me eat my shirt, please. No. It kills dogs when they eat shirts. Don't don't it's a perfectly try it good shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfectly good shirt. Van shirt. Don't don't make him eat this. Okay? It's my Van Halen two era shirt. And we're not gonna film it. One. So don't you get that out of your head. So uh, <laughs> but well, there you have it. Yeah, I just uh, I'm baffled, I'm confused, but that seems to be the uh <laughs> the the theme of the day. But I digress. All right. So there you go, guys. Uh, as I said before, if you want your tweet uh, guaranteed read on the show, join the Patreon. Join the Patreon if you're one of those downvoters so that we can really so we can read your tweet on the air. And I just I just really want to know. I just want to know what's going on in your minds. What's going on? Who in hurt your you? Skulls. Who hurt you? Why don't you like awesome <clears throat> music? I just I got to know. We just got to know. Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. And Corey, what I want to know is. Are you ready to spin the wheel? I am. But first, before we do that, everybody take a drink. We have to manifest. This yes. manifestations. All right. Mm. All right. We got I a lot of cool. I don't have the Discord pulled up. I do. I do. We got okay. a lot of cool ones in the Discord server. Uh, Scott Manifesto Monroe says, let's keep the fuck train rolling with top of the world. That'd be pretty awesome. Woo. It would be awesome. Uh, Chaz wants to hear spanked because he's a thief of joy. Uh, Jeff Brewer wants to hear House of Pain uh, because Tom or earlier in the conversation has said the next uh, Dave tune that spins, he's downvoting it just to show those fuckers a lesson. Uh, so I think uh, Jeff's calling him out on that, saying, I'll pick a good one and see if you're going to downvote it. Yeah. Uh, Chaz again was spanked because I hate him. And uh, Kevin Brown wants to hear Aftershock. So that'll be interesting. Ooh, there you go. All right. I don't right, want to hear well. any of those fucking songs. You guys are all crazy. I'm thinking, you know, we, we were talking uh, Sammy album openers, and Pound Cake is the best one. But there was a pretty mm. good one off 5150 as well. I want to hear Good Enough. Good Enough. That would be fun. That would be fun to talk about. Uh, some, some thoughts thoughts in the in the brain there. So, Matt, what are you manifesting? I listened to it today, and it, it came up in the mix. Aftershock. I want to hear Aftershock. Let's do that. So a killer yeah, Super Aftershock, yeah. yeah. More Sammy all the time. Michael Griffith, how about yourself? I was all set to do to man manifest a Dave song, but I felt bad for the redheads over what we've just been talking about. So I think I'm going to pivot to Sam. So I don't. we haven't done Summer Nights, have we? Ooh. Nope, Summer Nights is still yeah, on the way. We have not. Which no. I do think that would be my pick as a song that could possibly break that barrier. That fucking better if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, some, I think uh, <clears throat> Scott in the chat said humans being might have a shot too. That would yeah, be cool if, if if nothing else, just for the fact that you know uh, people might have like a nostalgic connection to it yeah. due to its uh, involvement with the hit blockbuster film Twister. Uh, that I love. So, uh, it, but if that's the case, if that's the one that's going to be the Sammy track that cracks 90%, then fine. Um, I think 
there are other tracks that deserve that uh, uh, rating, but we'll take what we can get, I guess. I am going to uh, manifest the uh, aforementioned, somebody mentioned it, uh, Amsterdam, actually, um, for two reasons. One, the obvious reason is because because if we get Amsterdam, then we get another gu- uh, guest on the show. And That's then right. two, I mean, I'm I'm going to manifest like all the Sammy that I possibly can because it's just I, maybe I'm an agent of chaos, too. And I just want to see it all burn down. And and I just want to see uh, uh, the, the down voters lose their mind. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Amsterdam for me. I love it. <laughs> it's the way the world works sometimes so with all those manifestations in mind uh i'm ready matt i think you're ready michael's ready Corey, i know you're ready so if sammy's ready in the back what say we spin this thing we've got four people on the panel what say you prime that wheel four times Here yeah we got four in the pat we got five in the in the lurking as well Let, let's do this thing nine oh times. so you want to do nine you want to do nine, nine times okay. five six seven eight nine times nine all right times. here we go here we go Oh, 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 we're going to go back to a different kind of truth. Jeez, Beats wow. working. All right. <laughs> we should have known better. We should have known better. <laughs> we, you guys there was too much uh, Sammy manifestation happening. We yep. should have known. You guys won't believe it. me, but that was the Dave song I was going to pick was Beats. Really? Right. Really? Oh, you should have called it. You should have called it. Shot, man. <laughs> I got it right. But no, I get it. Yeah, but. <laughs> That would have been uh, well if you had called your shot and landed it. We would have been like, "Oh, damn it, Michael, you ruined." It. We were gonna get a Sammy. No, no, it's fine. No, the wheel decided. Nah, we're taking a break from Sammy. Going back to Dave. So, the uh, the uh, different kind of truth era. Any fond uh, uh, memories of this song, or any any uh, special connections? Without showing your hand so far, uh, I asked the panel. Yeah, I can I can jump on this. So sure. Having been a Van Halen fan since a little kid, I had never seen David with Van Halen. The first one of the first concerts I saw was David's solo band with Steve I, Eat Him and Smile Tour, right? That was in seventh grade. So I never saw Van Halen as a kid. And, you know, and then the the rumor of the reunion happened and it did the reunion kind of happen, but it didn't happen. It was just like, oh God, horseshit. And they gave us those two songs, Can't Give Us Love and Me Wise Magic. And I thought they were marginal, whatever. But then I think one of the most masterful album drops of all time was A Different Kind of Truth. The way they they released that, when they were doing, it was like every week or every two weeks, they were releasing like 60 seconds of each song. Yeah. And while they were coming, like I, I, I was losing my mind. It was like, holy shit. This is <laughs> Roth, Van Halen, like, wow, 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 wow. And it was a thing, man, because, I mean, it had been, I don't know what, I mean, really, truly, for a full Van Halen album since 84 to 2012. So, yeah. yeah, this was, this, when this album came out, this is immediately one of my favorite songs on the album. It was like this, Stay Frosty, and uh, She's the Woman. But like this, yeah, this this thing slaps. It's really good. And it's it's Wolfie, man. Wolfie adds a lot to this whole thing, but this is this is an Eddie tour de force. All right. Well, 
There we go. Yeah, a lot of uh, contributions. As you guys know, uh, contributions from Wolfie was pretty pretty rampant uh, in this album. So uh, I'm excited. I have nothing. I don't know that I really checked this song out when the album came out. So I'm going into this one pretty fresh myself. So uh, I'm excited to hear what it is. Hopefully it's a uh, it's a yay and not a nay. But we will see. Uh, Corey, anything to add? Uh, no, just that uh, this is the album closer. Uh, on a different kind of truth. And this was originally titled Put Out the Lights. Uh, yep. Fans uh, going way back will recognize that because it was actually on the uh, Gene Simmons uh, demo tape uh, that the band ah, did yeah. way back in 1976. So they just kind of reworked it. Uh, the Warner Brothers releases. That's right. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I would just add that, you know, hearing it in 2012 when it came out and a couple of years after that versus you know 2018 1920 and recently is a completely different experience it's almost uh, it's it's it that, that's it call it a career with this song yeah you know so it's got, now it has a melancholy vibe to it i think uh because it's over i mean this is it and it's a good mm-hmm. swan song but um you know I, right. I have that perspective with it too michael you you're totally right this is like david lee roth's last good vocal performance ever yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. it's real it's real it's shameful but he sounds great on this <laughs> i think well now yeah now the judging cap is really going to be on for this one so oh yeah yeah to, go nuts can't wait to jump, in, while, can jump I, into this one so i like this one yeah all right all right so all right. All right. Well, uh, what do you say? We get ready and do this. Let's do it. Let's head back to 2012 in a different kind of truth. This is Beats Working. That's the song. Everybody, what'd you there think? There it is. <laughs> Let's go. What a, what a killer, uh, dare I say, grunge era type of a song. I, honestly, I, I love that. I love that opener. That's uh, It's very, very muddy, very heavy. Um, not a typical Van Halen opener right off the bat. Um, and a little little drum filling by Alex is, is always welcome. It's always a welcome addition. Um that's cool. If you had told me that was, if I had no idea what we were listening to and you had said like, here's Van Halen, you just played a little bit of it. I went, mm, I don't think so. That sounds like <laughs> I, I might've said like early Soundgarden, but like Van Halen, I don't I was going to so. say Soundgarden. Yeah. I, I would it say is, there's a little bit of that tone. Yeah. We don't have any lyrics yet. The one lyric we have is the title of the song and it's already mm-hmm. a Davism. Is it beats working? Like, Oh, I hate working. This beats working. Or is it this beat is working? So we, we already kind of don't know which direction Dave's going to go when you first hear the song. The Indeed. But in either way, it's working. <laughs> here's the thing. I, I will say this. You guys, so the, the, the previous different kind of truth songs, there's been some discussion about the sound. And mm-hmm. I cannot disagree more. I think the sound on this album is amazing. I think it's really oh, I agree. Good. It's super bottom heavy. You can hear Alex 
Wolfgang was so heavily involved in this thing and they did everything they can to make Raw sound good and they do it. They actually pull it off. I, I think this, sound, this album sounds amazing. I agree. So I, I, don't, I don't know where that, that stuff comes from. I, you know, I, I think it was uh, the Stay Frosty cats when you guys were doing that one. It was like, yeah, it's muddy bottom. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> that was Mark. That was Mark. It's crazy. That was me. Oh yes. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't remember what I said about Stay Frosty. Oh, you went one too. Sounds like shit. This does not sound like. It shit. does. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound great. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> doing vo- uh, uh, background vocals with uh, harmonies with him. Is that Wolfgang or is that uh, David. Eddie? It's David. Oh, it's Dave. Okay. David okay. tracked on Dave. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, cause I was going to say, I was like, that's a, those are despite uh, Mikey not being on this and you know, he's our, he's our harmony guy. Uh, you know, well, I mean, Eddie does too, but I mean, my, you know what I mean? It's Mikey, but uh, on this album, yeah, I was, I was just kind of going like, that was a, those are very clean, uh, uh, harmonies there so it's it, it makes me wonder it's like was that dave or was that uh wolfie or eddie so cool dave, good job dave i think it could have used michael yes Michael's <laughs> backing up dave there like that would that's always yes <laughs> fucking amazing but i don't know this is one of my this is a good vocal yeah. by david I think. Song's interesting. it's just it's him like what what is he saying i don't know who cares it's fine here today gone later today i've been reading what the bloggers say how about a great big slice for me otherwise or professionally he just wants more attention he's from working the blogger sphere yeah. i was just gonna say to add to what matt said i mean the harmonies from mikey would be incredible to add to this but then when you coming up when you hear wolfie play you're like uh, i don't know if mikey could play that so you have mm-hmm. you know you have such a great bass player in this he's not a kid anymore but in wolfgang van halen yeah well and it's kind of interesting because this was originally written in 76 when all songs were credited to all four of them so somebody had asked mikey like uh do you plan on suing for royalties because they were using a couple tracks that you were originally a part of and obviously he didn't write them so he's like no no i'm just glad to hear the the old stuff played again Mm -hmm. and i wonder uh I wonder how much of it was how much of the uh, restructuring occurred. Like what, what did they keep? What did, what was restructured? Did, did Wolfie play something completely different on uh, for this uh, than what Mikey did? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard the demo in forever. I'll have to dig that out again, but mm-hmm. the demo is a lot of guitar and the bass is kind of buried, but you know, that sounds about right. Do different. Yeah. But the, it, mm-hmm. there, there's a part that the solo changes a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. 
That's a very Dave lyric. One empty floor stands between the stage and the welfare door. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sammy would not write that. So that's uh, to Dave's credit. That's that's crazy Dave shit. And that's probably <laughs> one of the best Dave vocal performances. I mean, it's the crazy best Dave. one since that. That's for sure. I, I, no, he no, sounds okay. good. He does. Kevin's asking, though, that uh, he's pretty unintelligible a lot of the time. Uh, general question, not shit disturbing. Do we know if they tuned Dave's vocals on this album? So I do I'm know say that probably. Dave did include the lyrics for you, Kevin, in the album. So you, if you have it, you can <laughs> read them. Yeah. You follow One of the few albums that have the lyrics in it from Dave. He hands Given, right. given the time frame of when this was recorded, I'm going to assume probably a little bit of a uh, little bit of the auto tune obviously not heavy heavy auto tune cuz you would hear that a mile away um but uh, there's probably a little bit of you know a little tweaking there's there's two thoughts from my standpoint from what i understand when they recorded this album they weren't in the same room <laughs> clearly <laughs> but they 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 recorded the thing and they sent it to dave and dave knocked out the vocals pretty quick and they got it back. And I think Eddie at the time was like, it was kind of unfuckable. It was pretty good because when David goes off pitch just a little bit, it kind of works for David because David's not always on pitch anyway. So to right. auto tune or try and fix David's fuck ups besides the obvious ones, which they do for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, him. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, he, you're right though. He is uh when he's not uh on on pitch correctly, he uh he finds a way to make that work uh yeah. whether it's him throwing in like weird little vocal trills or he comes, uh, a howl. He comes back, he comes back to yeah, it. Yeah, he comes he'll he comes back to and it. He'll lose it and he'll come right back to where he's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. It's that blues influence. He's got you know, that blues vocal style which is very very evident. So, uh yeah, I I could he is really good at that. That's that's something. Another thing to Dave's credit. Um, see, I'm not a Dave hater. I can I recognize when he's doing good. Uh, Jeff says uh, I think Mike could have played Wolf's bass line. Uh, I don't think he was given the kind of freedom. I'm sure Ed gave Wolf, which was all of it. Uh, so that's, that's probably, probably a true. very extremely accurate statement. Yeah, <laughs> it, it worked yeah. both ways. So we know Wolf can sing. He's the best singer oh, yeah. in the band. Yeah. And they didn't give him a chance. Yeah. Barely <laughs> Wolf can do everything. Wolf can yeah. play drums. He can sing. He, he can, can play man. bass. He can play guitar yeah. like his dad. So Yeah. And Wolfie in interviews crazy, like, though. oh, yeah, he goes, I'm a passable drummer. He's not a passable drummer. He's a pretty damn good <laughs> fucking amazing. Have you heard Mammoth? Lars Ulrich is a passable oh, yeah. drummer. Yeah. There you Lars go. Lars Ulrich yeah. is exactly, exactly. Yeah. He's still Rudd. And... <laughs> No, no, don't insult, don't insult uh, Philip Rudd like that. No, I, I'm not. I, I, I was no, waiting. I was waiting. On, this is another topic. But Lars, Lars has his moments, but um, no, dude, Wolfie is. He's all world and everything. He's solid. He's a solid musician. Yeah, he it's it. uh, that yeah. natural talent. But I mean, when your dad's Eddie, you know, right. it's gonna happen. Yeah. Tell you what, if you guys have not heard the podcast he did with Chris Jericho, Talk is Jericho, talking about Mammoth, an amazing interview. Uh, I would recommend everybody go check that out. Free plug. And I hate Chris Jericho ever since he fucking uh, bitched at me That's for like right. an hour yeah, on the Pot of Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Nemesis. Did you get into it with him? 
No, no, I, I submitted some questions for uh, Pot of Thunder's uh, Yard of Questions, and Chris Jericho was on the show, and he was drunk and angry at that point and, and just bitched me out for my idiot questions for, like, 45 minutes. He kept calling me Colin from Toronto, and the guys know it, it's Corey, and I'm pretty sure he's not from Toronto. No, Colin from Toronto is an idiot. These questions suck, so. I love it. I like his, I like his show. I like his shtick, but his band fucking sucks. I've Fozzie. seen Fozzie, and it's like Fozzie? watching clowns dance around on stage. Yeah. They are uh, high school metal band glorified. They're terrible. He sucks. Don't let the AEW fans hear that because they love singing that song when he come his uh, his entrance theme when he comes out. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Brown agrees. Phil Rudd uh, miles better than Lars Ulrich. He's got a swing that no. Lars Ulrich wishes he had. Okay, for sure. Fine. For sure. Me and Brown are going to have it out. I have. There you I go. have, I have <laughs> notes. All right. Well, let, let's finish Beats working before we get into that. Continue. Do it. All right, Mark, what do you think of those choruses before we get into the uh, solo section here? I like it, actually. I think uh, they absolutely work. I think um, I see what Matt was alluding to with uh, Dave's vocal work because, you know, he he's doubling up a lot and he's just he's doing work. He actually almost sounds like uh, the Van Halen of old in this in this song. And something else I've noticed, um, the tempo with this song is, is almost deceptive in the sense of you would imagine that uh, older Van Halen might have uh, given this one a little bit more of like an upbeat swing, that Van Halen swing that they all do, but they don't in this. They it's, it's kind of slow. It's like this slow driving force, but it's like, it's like a train though. It's, it, it, it doesn't stop moving. It doesn't really take a break. It just kind of goes. And maybe that's just because that low end is so heavy and it just really stands out. But I think um, it's almost a, sub a subversion of expectation, at least for me, because any moment now I'm like, okay, when are they going to like pick that tempo up and do the, you know, the Van Halen swing then? And, and they're not doing it. They're just like, nope, we're staying right here in this like slow and steady wins the race tempo. And it's working. Um, it's kind of, uh, again, subverting my expectations anyway. So I think that's really working for it uh, overall. Um but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. He's got to get that line in real quick. <laughs> it's like, are they playing to a click or not? Because I, I I don't know what Van Halen did when they recorded. I, I can't imagine they played to a click. But it it, it I don't know. It, it fluctuates, right? Mm -hmm. It's really good. I don't know. I like. He, it. Alex might have just for safety's sake, but I wouldn't be shocked if they said like, no, I don't play with a click track on that. And I'm like, okay, cool, I believe it. I think he says in Big Fat Money, he doesn't play with no stinking clip. <laughs> well, there you go. There it is. Uh, Scott Monroe had an interesting comment. He says, Mikey's harmonies on the chorus here would have certainly elevated this version of Dave. Uh, see me wise magic. I agree. Yeah. I would agree one. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
tasty stuff. Tasty stuff. And I tell you, if you had a fever, the prescription was cowbell because uh, Alex got you. He got you with that cowbell. (laughs) Like, it's very hard to pull off the cowbell and be taken seriously, Um, especially these days because so many parodies. Uh, but uh, Alex just goes for it. It fits. It doesn't feel like out of place. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Use the cowbell right there. It, it matches. It works. Um, and, I mean, I'm still wrapping my brain around the solo. So, please. It's kind of homage to uh, Freeze uh, All Right Now. You know, that has yes. the same kind of uh, interlude. And in my opinion, this is the best. I mean, I think it's the best solo the band together. Well, this is what I meant with, I don't know if Mikey could pull that off. That bass that Wolf was just doing was incredible. And then Alex was fantastic. And that, that solo is another level mm-hmm. that Ed does. You know, that, that is such a great comparison to all right now. I remember when uh, I have the Queen and Paul Rogers uh, live disc, uh, Return of the Champions. I actually saw Queen and Paul Rogers live. And they did all right now. They did that breakdown section yeah. with the bass. Very, very similar to this. That's a really good call. Yeah. This is the outro to the last recorded thing that Eddie and Alex put together. Right. I mean, maybe not chronologically, (laughs) but it is the last song on the last album that they recorded. And it's, wow, this is it. Right. Yeah. Oh, Tom says Alex played uh, to a click on the keyboard tunes. Ah, (laughs) probably because he had to. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Of course. He's fucking him up. And he's like, all right, yeah, like we'll do that. But uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and Jeff points out they had a keyboard player playing those keyboard parts off stage. It was Fitz from Night Ranger for several tours. I never knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wouldn't have guessed. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Fitz. Ah, yeah. Apologies to Fitz. Here we go. certainly beats working and yeah it it beats uh anything david lee roth is doing now on his youtube channel so uh (laughs) but uh kudos to you on that one there you go beats working the the uh ending track from a different kind of truth what a track to go out on too that's uh yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting stuff stuff but i want to know i want to hear from the gallery here uh uh we'll start with you michael um you were familiar with it. You already had uh, some some things to say at the beginning, but 
having re-listened to Beats Working and, uh, you know, thrown in your two cents, I must ask you, is Beats Working what dreams are made of or is the dream over? Yeah, so this is my favorite song on the album. And, I mean, think about this. So, so the career starts with a car horn, running with mm-hmm. the devil, ends with what they always do. They have the best outros of any band on the planet. And they end with that out- outro. Then it winds down just kind of into like an abyss of nothingness. It's kind mm-hmm. of sad, really, when you think about it, because the band's no more and Ed's passed. But it just, I mean, I can't believe they had the... I mean, I guess it's coincidence, but that this is the last song. It's a very fitting way to go. And a great, mm-hmm. I mean, from start to finish, an incredible song. It does kind of put a uh, sort of melancholic spin on it when you when you put it in, into perspective like that. Yeah, huh. much to think about. So uh, <laughs> Jeff Brewer says, a little too much wah mm-hmm. for my liking, but that's just me. You can never oh, go Jeff. wrong with too much wah. Well, maybe. Mm. Come on. I don't know. You can't. You can't take me at my word. I listened to a lot of Jimi Hendrix, and you know wow. he was all about that wasp. So, like, you know what do I know? Uh, but Matt Lacoste, I know you're you're just you're itching, you're dying to tell us how you feel. So please tell us: is Beats uh, working? What dreams are made of, or is the dream over? <laughs> Just adding on to what Michael had to say, that's, you're right. Like, that's a that's a great beginning and end to the thing. And I don't know if they thought about that when they did it, but the way that song ends. And then also, like, it's so Van Halen. Like, for them to go out on a song, that beat's working. That beat's working, baby! Like, it's just... <laughs> like, it's... It's a great sentiment, but it fits Van Halen from Sammy and Dave. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, that's the attitude of this band. Kind of summed up in a song. Like, just cocky as fuck, and it beats working. I don't know. They wouldn't wouldn't let him scat. They wouldn't let him scat on this uh, track. So he had to throw in in what he could. So, you know. (laughs) He did his... at the end yeah <laughs> he, he threw in at what rothisms he could uh without <laughs> without it getting too too cheesy so there you go yeah all right two yays uh throwing it over to my podcasting partner Corey. uh do, you've uh you've been pretty uh pretty positive on a different kind of truth so uh uh what do you say about beats working is or uh yeah is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over <laughs> Maybe my favorite song on a different kind of truth that and she's the woman I, I kind of go back and forth on but really really love this track I really love this album this is the album uh, along with uh, Van Halen 3 that I listened to probably the least going into the show and we started this uh, you know 98 weeks ago uh, so very very long ago and I thought it'd be great to revisit a different kind of truth and I'm really glad like this has been one of the revelations for me doing this show is just how kick-ass this record is and how fantastic it is and beats working uh, absolutely encompasses that I, I agree with every word Matt said actually uh, for this it, it kind of solidifies everything you love about Van Halen it's cocky as fuck 
uh, beats work. It has kind of been their attitude throughout their entire career. This is Van Halen in a little capsule, uh, and it's so apropos that this is the uh, the track that they uh, that they went out on, uh, not even knowing that they were going to go out on this track. The fact that this finished off uh, the the career, I, I think, is very very appropriate. Uh, I only downloaded one song uh, on this record. It was very very borderline. Uh, out out of space both you and i said uh, barely just kind of down uh but yeah. this is another big thumbs up for me uh mark Meyer, uh you didn't listen to a different kind of truth very much either coming into this so i'm curious no. uh is this what dreams are made of for you or is the dream over <laughs> I'm in agreement with you in that um, thus far, this is certainly my favorite track off of this album. Um, everything Matt uh, prophesized came to fruition. Um, my one thing is like, I don't know if, if uh, it's necessarily in for me, uh, Dave's tour de force as uh, in vocals, but his vocals are very, very good. They're very, his harmonies, his, his self harmonies, as it turns out, are very tight, very clean. Uh, I love the little the little Rothisms that he he squeezed in there. I actually kind of love that he he was able to do that, and it fits the song. I already mentioned how the structure subverts expectations. At least it did for me, and I really like that. I really really like that this was uh, kind of the ending track. It is sad though. It's sad when you think about it in in those terms, but. Of, of any song to end this particular record on, it certainly had to, it had to be this, it had to be beats working. And, and it's, it's all in the title. As you guys have said, you know, it's like, Hey, beats working beats, uh, you know, doing a nine to five or like, uh, you know, dad wanted me to be a doctor. And I said, no pop, bop, not doing that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and, uh, it just, yeah, it just everything about this, just, it just, it's it rips the song rips i wasn't i was expecting this to be uh pretty good i didn't expect it to rip like it did and uh it does and just because it's not uh fast-paced thrash like you might expect and not even the uh typical van halen swing it still rips it's still heavy that low end is incredible um so kudos to wolfgang on that and kudos to uh, uh the production and it just yeah this this gives me hope hope that uh what we have left from this album might actually really surprise me in a in a big bad way i haven't been uh as you pointed out Corey, i haven't been keen on all of uh a different kind of truth but uh this one this one really makes me hope that uh we get something a little bit more uh kind of like it uh we probably won't have something comparable but something like it would be nice to hear two Um, tracks left Two tracks we have left two on tra- this record. So maybe in those two tracks, uh, or I'll be bitterly disappointed. Who knows? Either way, we can uh, we can all safely clean sweep r- 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 across the board. Uh, beats working, uh, slays. It is what dreams are made of. Great track. Great. I mean, just yeah. I am. I'm yeah. actually really really happy we spun this one. Now, a uh, lot of comments uh, in the chat asking me to play. Uh, put out the lights. Uh, since we're not playing the Price is Right game because they never played Beats Working Live, what do you say, oh, you guys? Oh, we wow. listen to a little bit of the demo from way back sure. in 1976. Oh, yeah. This is uh, all right. Uh, this is Put Out the Lights. <laughs> 
a pause there for a second. Put that stank on the vocal. That's yeah. the part that would be great with Michael Anthony. Like yeah. that weird mm-hmm. chorus sucked. What they the, the new chorus is better, I think. I think. But like, I like that the new chorus yeah. coming in with Ross vocals on mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. If 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 Michael Anthony was behind him. Is this song about Ed Eddie Van Halen? I mean, well, it's about Fast yeah, Eddie. He's getting ready. Yeah. I think he's Fast Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fast Eddie. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm really and now I'm I thought I, his name is Eddie. <laughs> he's like, yeah, just keep talking about Eddie the whole time. I I'm having trouble kind of deciding where my uh my allegiance lies in the these two verse different versions now because I really like this demo. Yeah, this demo like awesome. Kevin Brown yeah, says, right. now that is Van Halen, baby. Such a strut. I want to keep going on this because I'm going to get to the solo yeah, shack, yeah. Uh, section. Yeah, let's let's like, so yeah, let's a little bit more about Fast Eddie, sure. Tell it's uh, of of that particular early era, just based on the energy uh, that uh, Dave is exuding from this versus uh, what we came later in the a different kind of truth era. Um, yep. Kevin asks, I wonder why this didn't make Van Halen two. Anyone know? I don't know. It I kind of wish it had. It. Mm, uh, well, I like Scott it. Monroe has a theory because they already had a song with light in the title. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah, you're not gonna, and you're not gonna like get rid of light up the sky. No, and is Kevin that, says this destroys when, the different kind of truth track for me. Is that when uh, that was? Anyone else feel it? Was like 76, 77? 76, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't so know, please, man. Please, I, I would just say, please, Alex Van Halen, hire Don Landy again and remaster all the <laughs> Dave unreleased songs. Because hearing this, you know, remastered would be great. Plus, all, I mean, so much more. Yeah. I think and that didn't even sound too bad either. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of going back and listening to demos because to me, it's just like a, a whatever cut of a movie that wasn't meant to be. And it's like, I don't give a shit. I want to see the thing that they meant and that's it done and done. I don't have time for the rest of the bullshit. And you know, the, the Van Halen thing is interesting, but I, I just think the way they, I can understand why they looked at that song as something they mm-hmm. had to have recorded at some point. But I like what they did on a different kind of truth. Yeah. Like that whole, like that whole bridge going into the chorus and then that beats working like on top of the chords instead of put out the light. Like that's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I think they approached it better later. Yeah. It's I wonder cool. if, uh, it's but it's just like, eh, it's a demo. I don't know. I wonder if, uh, if, if Wolfie had a lot of input going like, I like what you guys did in this demo, but what if we do this and, you know, kind of rework it and just, you know, put more of that, uh, edge sort of like that harder edge to it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's how the conversation went, but if it did, I wouldn't be shocked. Mark, that's my favorite question about a different kind of truth. <laughs> How much did Wolfgang have to do with that? How much Mm -hmm. did Wolfgang control Dave? Because I think a lot. I think he was like, no, you got to sing it like this. And this is what you're going to do. And then maybe Dave at some point was like, this kid ain't telling me what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my own fucking bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) He did it so much different. Yeah. (laughs) You sing in a band. When you sing in a band, you, you phrase a song to some music it's mm-hmm. really hard to get that out of your brain, right? And yep. and Dave wrote that shit, and he was, <laughs> he changed it all up for this later stuff. So I don't know. Was that David? I don't. I don't. What I, can't, I don't know if he's capable of change. He could. He could have. Uh, what I can say is, uh, you know, singing in bands and then recording things. Uh, I can. Uh, me being me, I I always think of. Yeah, I like what I recorded. However, mm, I wish I could have tweaked that just a little bit more. If I could do it all again, like I would try it this way instead. And sure. so maybe this, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this That's was Dave tweet, going like, yeah, it's just like maybe I is uh, like okay, I, this is what I did in the in the demo. I was like, well, what if I uh, try it this way this time? Because um, he certainly isn't going to hit all those high notes he was uh, howling in the in the demos. Is like okay by necessity. It. It's a, by necessity, I have to change it. You it's know? a total change. Like yeah, the, yeah. the way he approaches the song is completely different. Anyway, I don't know. It's and maybe cool. that had a lot to do with it. Just the having the the 2012, 2011, like when they recorded, uh, uh, having the older perspective versus where they were in 76. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe it was just I'm approaching this song in a different light. Uh, no pun intended, but, uh, and it could have all been Dave or it could have been Wolfie could have, well, he might've taken some notes. Like Wolfie said, Hey, have you thought about trying it this way? Cause I'm doing this and right. uh, it would sound cooler if you do that. I don't know. These are good questions. And, uh, I don't know if we'll get the answers to them, but 
we like asking them. Wait, when you guys do the, the live show for a different kind of truth, you need to play both mm-hmm. versions of each song. Do, do oh, the yeah. regular version and do the Oh, sure. Song. Good call. Um, yeah, we'll totally yeah, do that. I'm that wondering if maybe in the back of David's mind, too, he's thinking, you know, we recorded that on the demo, and the demo failed because Gene Simmons took that around and couldn't <laughs> yeah, do the record right. deal, right? And yeah, Gene Simmons uh, fucking call. up a lot in that era because he also wanted them to change their name to Daddy Long Legs, which is just oh, brain dead, right? You know what that says to me? That's it because Gene, Gene Simmons, Simmons is, is not a <laughs> no, that's the thing. He's not an idiot. Like I Gene Simmons, he's an evil Clearly. genius, if anything. Yeah. But I, so it makes me wonder if that was, uh, if that suggestion was like sabotage in a way. He wanted to add just like if, and kiss. Right, right. He's yeah, like, if exactly. I sabotage, if I tell them to change their name and they change it to, I don't know, Daddy Longleg, he's like, oh, that will, <laughs> that'll never track. Like nobody will like that. And then they'll quit and then he'll have to come to me. That one sounds band, like something. Jesus one band do. down, and then I can go do <laughs> Runaway Part Two while That's the really band's God. flounder. He wanted Ace out of the band in '76. <laughs> he was trying. Yeah, to right. Yeah, recruit Ed. Yeah, you <laughs> But let's give the final word to, to Scotty Monroe. He says, "Praise be to Wolfie, because we wouldn't have had the album full stop if not for him." That is totally. absolutely one hundred percent right. And I just want to remind the powers that be in the Van Halen camp: you're you re-released. Uh, all the early Dave records you're about to re-release, the Sammy era records, re-release a different kind of truth on vinyl because I'm looking for a fucking copy and <laughs> you can't get one for under 500 bucks. So I would love Jesus. to get a remastered copy uh, of a different kind of truth on vinyl. All right. So we're on the topic and, you know, I know we're going long, but <laughs> what is the deal with a different kind of truth on Apple tunes? What, have we ever gotten an explanation as to why that's gone? No, like I have the CD, I so I can burn it if I have to. But like, it's not on. I like I just had to re-update my iTunes subscription, and I lost everything because mm-hmm. Apple sucks, and I can't get that back. It, it's and also it's not on wrong. YouTube Music, and it's not on Spotify either. I had to actually Spotify, go to uh, yeah. I, I opened up my iTunes because I also have the CD, so I just brought it up on iTunes. But yeah, but it's does not anybody on any know streamer. why that happened? No idea. I don't nope. think we actually think we figured it out two things either one it's very close to going gold by the riaa so they could i could mm-hmm. see warner and i think maybe warner's going to try to buy it from interscope so they have the whole catalog ah. and they'll try to re-release it okay. or which could be maybe more probable they just didn't file the paperwork and it lapsed <laughs> and it just needs to be renewed to be on all the streaming services so Good. I mean, yeah, that's what, what if that. that's I mean, the yeah. What what if that's actually the the truth of the matter? It's just, just like oh yeah, we have to refile. It's yeah. not there to stream. Like it makes no sense from yeah. a business perspective. What are yeah. you fucking doing? It's not there. Right. Uh, yeah, sounds like it was an accident that has yet to be rectified. So. <laughs> makes sense. Who knows? Yeah, if it's something more than that, I, I'd be very curious to know. But um, yeah, it's. But as far as we know, at the time of this recording, the, we don't know. Shrug. Just big old shrug. So, uh, but be on the lookout for that, you guys. I'm sure at some point, somebody, uh, the, the powers that be, will take notice of, hey, wait, where the hell is a different kind of truth? Uh, and they'll fix it. 
uh, or they'll do like this huge grand re-release, and uh, and then finally Corey will get his vinyl uh, for three hundred, not five hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> because I'm in line know, with I'm, you, Corey. We'll do it together. <laughs> Greedy fucks right, in, the, in the record labels. So yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys, there it is. Another show down. Another one off the wheel. The text is getting so bold we can read very clearly every time it spins. So. Um, and you know, Kevin's mentioning, look, that shit does happen. You know, if you get to re-register some stuff and then, uh, somebody snags it and changes it. So it, 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 that's yeah. probably kind he's of, probably right. he's probably right. I yeah. think, I think, I think Michael, you're, yeah, you're onto something that might yep, have been what absolutely. happened. So hopefully they get that fixed, but until that time, uh, we'll just be over here, uh, listening to it. If you have it, uh, on CD or on your iTunes already without uh, the update, fucking it up, then enjoy it. Enjoy the song. Uh, because that's you can't hear it anywhere else that means you got to stream this episode over and over and over again so you can listen to the track you get two tracks for the price of one um you, you might say this is the same song like no it's not they're structured different they're very different so uh that is what we do here at podcast will rock we 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 provide you with a uh, fun entertainment two for the price of one uh, uh we don't do it always but we try to and uh, we're just we're here to entertain you because we are humble fans we are not rock historians and we're certainly not van halen experts hence all my questions of i wonder what they were thinking when when blah 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 because i don't know and i've never claimed to be an expert to know so take that you haters uh anywho uh big thanks to our honored guests our uh our honoree panelists and uh members of the show at this point michael griffith matt lacoste uh thank you so much for your patronage as always and your your insight very glad we spun a track you guys were were hyped to talk about uh it's always a good time uh thank you guys so much michael uh you got anything you want to plug anything you want to share with the folks at home just uh socials are at mike s griffith so Talk Van Halen, hit me up there. There you go. Talk Van Halen. Matt Lacoste, always a pleasure. How about you? Nothing. At Scared Hippie on the uh, X Twitter thing. Who cares? Um, good to talk <laughs> to you guys. That's all I care about. It's good to talk to you boys you about go. Van Halen. Thanks yeah, for having always. me. Always. We'll do it again always next month. Anytime. Yes, we will. Uh, Corey, uh, well, actually, before I get to you, Corey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I mentioned uh, these two gentlemen uh, joining the show once again, honored patrons. So let me uh, take a list or show you all what the other uh, honored patrons are that uh, have joined our Patreon. We've got Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lenniker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Andriozzi, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, and Brad Gould. Thank you all so much for, for helping Greg us Zito. keep the... Uh, and, I said Greg Zito. Did you say Greg Zito? I didn't hear Greg yeah. Zito. After I want to make sure Powell, we got yeah. him in there. Okay, okay, just <laughs> making said, sure. Well, Greg Zito, Greg Zito, Greg Zito. We, we, uh, we appreciate we love you, my dude. We love Zito all of you, win. so thank you. Yeah, thank you for keeping the helping us keep the lights on, keep the podcast going. We are... We are nearing the end, you guys. And then when that happens, uh, it's kind of it's kind of up to you guys what we do after that. So, you know, keep uh, the support going. Keep us going because Corey will not rest until every podcast is under his dominion. What's up, Matt? Let me ask you a question. So yeah. when you finish this, mm -hmm. is there going to be a Sammy David solo album thing? 
We had Could talked be. about uh, maybe because there's four weeks in a month. We talked about doing a Sammy week where you have a Sammy wheel, a Dave wheel, a Wolfie slash extreme wheel, and a fourth wheel for requests. Maybe we just open it up to the patrons mm. and the Twitter followers to request tunes for the fourth week. Combine them all. David and Sammy <laughs> is a real interesting dichotomy. It's really interesting. I don't know who's that would better. Be a I really huge don't. Wheel. <laughs> I know. I know. Sammy alone is like a the huge wobbos. Wheel. Yeah, I know. Let's say like Sammy, Sammy by himself is like that wheel is humongous. So. It's a thousand we'll songs, and David's yeah. got like four <laughs> albums, but what were you gonna say, Corey? If you, yeah, look, but if everybody, hey, if if you the people want to want to hear it, want to see do. it, then uh, you gotta you gotta let us know. Um, <laughs> Scott's okay. I don't want it. People, we don't want you guys to put out the lights. Bravo, Scott. Always good. That's time. right. So, um, so there you go. Uh, join the Patreon and uh, let us hear from you. Let us know what we can do once the this iteration of the show comes to a close i know it we don't, we don't want to talk about it too soon but i just you know it's it's worth it, it bears repeating that uh we're, we're nearing we are nearing the end so uh stay tuned keep the conversation alive and uh you know keep us motivated to do some more also go to podcastwillrock.com uh you can find all of uh, the back catalog of the shows you can find our merch store we uh mentioned the apologies to gary t-shirt please i need all of you all of us to buy those shirts wear them around show your friends explain to them why we're wearing them so that eventually eventually gary will see somebody wearing that shirt and he'll go what the hell is that and then he he has no choice but to look us up and figure and be like, all right, I, let me let me see what these guys are all about, and then we can have an honest to god conversation. And I would love to pick his brain. So uh, go to the merch store, find some merch, and even if you don't get that shirt, we've got plenty of other uh, uh, merch options for you. So it's it's always a good time. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, we have an Instagram, but there's nothing on it, so don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, Corey, where can the people find some other like-minded podcasts that uh, they want to get into? Well, Mark, they can check out the Deep Dive Podcast Network featuring such shows as Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited featuring myself and Scott Haskin, Backtracks Theme Music featuring myself and John Mariano, uh, the Ultimate Catalog Clash featuring myself and Kevin Brown. This season, we're breaking down uh, Phil Collins' era Genesis. That's been a, a great experiment. Uh, getting very close to wrapping up season one. Then we get to pick a band for season two. I can't wait for that. Uh, Kevin Brown also does a show uh, called The Tom Petty Project. And with uh, Mr. Randy Woods, he does a show called Seaside Pod Review, talking all things Queen. Uh, Scott Haskin also does a show called Uriah Heap, The Magician's Podcast. Then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Men at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathlia, T-Bone's Prime Cots on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul Joe and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Check them out before they wrap things up uh, later this year. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast, Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. That's uh, American Music versus 
Canadian music. That one's a lot of fun. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Quidnet and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Chaz and Greg uh, just wrapped up regarding Lulu, but they're going to be starting regarding Roger, uh, that Roger Whitaker podcast. That's going to be coming up soon. And Chaz and Chats do Rush Rash, which apparently I'm recording an episode of uh, next week. I, I can't wait for that. Uh, I might get my Canadian passport taken away, but I, do, I don't listen to a ton of Rush. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what I spit on that one. They got a wheel on their show. It's a very original concept. They, they put all the songs on a wheel and they spin it. So uh, good on you, Chaz and Chats. Jeez, it, it sounds like a light beer you get like in the Dominican. Hey, hey, sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. Make it through that Rush podcast. I hope I do too, my friend. I'm I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting. Uh, We also have uh, some of our other friends, uh, the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast. You're all doomed. A Friday the 13th podcast, the DLR cast, the bogus Otis show, Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, Dissect That Film, and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. Woohoo. And uh, I think uh, for season two, of uh of the ultimate catalog clash i think you 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 must absolutely talk about the band rainbow that's my rainbow oh okay yeah (laughs) do some rainbow i don't know just some more some more dio everyone celebrate dio dio is great i'm I'm, I'm digging some rainbow and actually uh we we had to push back to steve rosen's show but i'm not the part in the book where eddie he took eddie van halen to meet uh steve black or richie blackmore who was just a ginormous asshole apparently uh so that that was a really good chapter in the book yeah, that's a that's a consistent. Yeah, yeah, that's a consistent uh, thing about about old Richie. He he doesn't have a great track record yeah, yeah. of anybody. I thought he was the Kevin best guitar Ru- player of all time. Everybody yeah. else, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kevin really hopes you spend all of twenty one twelve, and I kind of do too. Just if nothing, I don't else got that for- kind of time. <laughs> I'll take all night. Chaos reigns, you know. It's just let's do that. Would anybody spend all of twenty one twelve? It's just the first song, and that's it, right? The road How dare you? Pop, there out. are movements. I'm out. That's it. After Look, that, it's not. Yeah, that album is not for everybody. I'll say that. But man, if you can find yourself a, a time to sit and listen to it and just sort of kind of take it all in, then uh, oh, twenty one twelve has got some incredible things. So, but if you're not into the uh, the stylings of Rush, then it might not be your jam and that's and that's Corey, totally cool are you a rush guy? Uh, unless you're unless you're a canadian like Corey, who's apparently not a rush guy are which doesn't make guy? any sense but you I, know. I i i like their documentaries i don't think i've ever sat down and listened to an entire rush record right. uh I, I like the odd song but now's uh, the yeah, time I, I, I didn't get i didn't get huge into rush maybe i'll be converted uh going on rush rash which sounds like a venereal disease like, <laughs> doctor it burns when i pee oh you got rush rash Oh, you're gonna get that I rush, rash, rush. I guarantee it. I love them. It's gonna it, infect you. It's, it's, it's gonna infect you, Corey. We're on the road to Bangkok. I'm like out. Bangkok. What do you mean? What am I doing? What's going on? I, I have to leave. I don't like this song. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Boys. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, at uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram as well. You know, sh- when you have a problem with uh, how I discuss my my feelings on the uh the sammy and david of it all go ahead tweet at me um otherwise you know just 
we're here to hang out. We're here to have fun. We're here to talk about a band that we love. No discrimination. Uh, that's what <laughs> I'm laughing at Kevin's uh, uh, comments in the chat. Just to, he's just, he's going to pull Corey to the rush side eventually. Got the Getty Lees. You're going to get them. It's good. They're going to infect you and you are going to be a lifelong fan. Good night, buddies. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you very much. On that note, yeah, yes. Uh, uh, on behalf of Corey, Michael, and Matt, and myself, we are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. Later.